everyone. Welcome. Coming up is the second half of a conversation about children and discipline that I had with a group of ladies very near and dear to my heart. That group includes my mother-in-law, Mary Lee Bailey, and her three daughters, Hannah Weeks, who is also my wife, and Michael Crum and Heather Ummel. In this episode, we talk about mommy guilt, the ins and outs of spanking, delighting in your children, and a whole lot more. There's a whole lot of wisdom for both moms and dads in here, and I'm delighted that you've tuned in. I really hope you enjoy it. My name is Lucas Weeks, and this is the Out of Our Minds Podcast. then leads to another question, which is, when they're hungry and tired, how do you not let it turn into this sort of spiral knockdown drag out discipline session when maybe that's not appropriate? And I think one of the things I've learned as I've gotten, as I've had more children and become a more experienced mother is it's perfectly appropriate to discipline in those moments, but you shouldn't let it drag on. Those are not the times for a knockdown drag out well, fight. The, the, to say that it's perfectly acceptable to discipline in those moments doesn't doesn't mean that you always need to discipline. There are times when mm-hmm. you give the child yes. food and yeah, exactly. Put, her, put so, them to bed. Yes. Spank, <laughs> yeah. spank mm-hmm. the child once and then go put the child the tired child in bed. Yeah. Uh, spank the child once and then tell him, you know, I have a child who. Um, 90% of our discipline issues with him are when he's hungry. We have told him before, you know, now I'm going to, you're going to go upstairs, you're going to get a spanking, and then you need to go get yourself some lunch. And that <laughs> feeding yourself at this age is your responsibility. I can tell that the reason you're acting this way is because you're hungry. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, it, it part, applies I mean, to it a toddler too. Like learning, on the one hand, you're not allowed to treat people like that no mm-hmm. matter how hungry you are. That's exactly But right. on the other hand, learn to, Get yourself food when you yeah, need yeah. food. Like, <laughs> Notice is... your cues. So, Lucas, can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, sure. You know, here you said Sometimes. it's okay to discipline them when they're hungry and tired and not to discipline them at other times when they're hungry and tired. Mm-hmm. How do you or how do we as moms embrace discipline without mm-hmm. making consistency in discipline sort of the enemy of disciplining at all? Let me just kick in then on okay. an example that I think fits here. Um, I had a mom call me once and she was pretty distraught and she said, I, you know, I think I've just spanked my kid 10 times because they keep getting out of bed, you Mm -hmm. know, and and he's just not stopping. I don't even know what to do. I feel like I've started this power struggle. I Mm -hmm. have to win. Um, You know, and I just said, you know, I really think you need to just reset, just start over. Get, sit him down, read him a story, you know, yeah, pretend yeah, like yeah. you're just starting nap time. Um, get him settled down. He's just so wrought up. And, at and this you're point. talking about you're talking about a crib, so you're talking about a very young child at that point. Um, not necessarily a crib because oh, he was oh, able to get but, out. Okay, okay. You know, but, but some of our kids can get out of cribs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. anyway, but yeah, at, at times there, you know, you need to stick with so, it and keep okay. disciplining. Sometimes it's just like, okay, let's just. So I remember now what my point was, and it was an issue that I wanted to talk about: mommy guilt. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of parents do things based on feelings of guilt. Like mm-hmm. I, I need Moms to do all this. The time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they live under guilt. And the problem is that that leads to stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. You just do things mm-hmm. for stupid reasons. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I feel like you need you need to be free from the guilt that would drive you to always spank or whatever mm-hmm. if the kid is hungry. 
Um, and so that just needs to be left to the side. Mm -hmm. Get rid of the guilt so that you can actually make an informed decision <laughs> about, okay, what needs to happen with this child mm -hmm. right now? What is the best way for me to show you know, my love and to help the child grow in the ways that he or she needs to grow? And definitely spankings are certainly appropriate at times. But again, I just don't want to make a rule about it because... Mm -hmm. maybe, and every maybe, once in a while, you really do just need to call either your husband or your sister, your mom, and mm -hmm. say, okay, just can't think clearly right now. I'm mm -hmm. not, just like somebody called my mom to say, I just spanked my kid 10 times. Yeah. Sometimes you can just know that you're not in a good state yourself <laughs> to figure out, <laughs> oh, in which buddy. case the reset button is simply calling. I would call my husband, you know, I tried not to do it all the time and I would know days that were particularly busy and then I would call someone else. But yeah. sometimes you just need an outside perspective to say, hey, take a deep breath, let me pray with you and here's a new idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. new perspective, mm -hmm. new fresh, fresh But um, And this is a little different, but I just want to throw this in. Um, I think that it's really very rare that a mom should say to a kid during the day, just wait till your dad comes home. If there's something that needs to be dealt with, deal with it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, a little less for teenagers, okay? Mm -hmm. Teenagers, yeah. as they get older, I think yes. it happens yeah. more frequently. Yeah, but I'm talking generally, you know, smaller. And why children. is that? Why it's is not that? fair to the kid, for starters. Put the whole thing on hold. And, yeah. to, and to dread the dad coming home, yeah, you yeah. know, that's not helpful to anybody. Mm. So, yeah, and then the last thing that your husband wants is yeah. to. Ooh, no, yeah. okay, at so two o'clock you of, disobeyed, so now I'm going to discipline mm -hmm. you. In what kind of situations would it be appropriate to say, you know, we're going to wait till your well, dad gets back? teenagers. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, I have sort of a, what I think is a little bit of a funny example is <laughs> uh, many years ago, my brother and sister-in-law had a teenage son and uh, the dad was out of the home for the evening. And um, so the mom said to the probably 16-year-old son, would you do the dishes? And he was just like, hmm. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. Uh. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, really, what is she supposed to do at that time at that point? But anyway, what she did say was, well, we'll see what your dad has to say about that when he comes home. And a couple minutes later, he gets up and starts doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it wasn't like his dad was like this, you know, yeah. really hardcore you know, intense disciplinarian. Mm -hmm. But nah, the kid really didn't want to know. He didn't want to disappoint his dad, <laughs> I think. Let's not find out. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's just do the dishes. It's easier. So so what else would you say about mommy guilt? I brought that up and I talked about it for a little bit. but We second it? guess ourselves all the time as mm -hmm. women. So we've already talked about the fact that you can feel guilty if you haven't provided what you think your kid needs mm -hmm. during the day. So then you question whether you should spank them or not. You can get all hung up on, you know, whether or not you're being selfish. Was that an arbor arbitrary <laughs> selfish yeah, decision yeah. when I told them that they mm. couldn't have ketchup in the car because yeah, I don't yeah. want to have to clean it? <laughs> no, clean that's right. not arbitrary or selfish. It's simply making your you know, your home, your car, you know, areas pleasant yep, and able yep. to be used without them being a mess. Yep. I mean, vast proportions of the rules of our home have to do with actually the management of our home, our mm -hmm. clothing, our cars, all of these things. And so, no, there's nothing selfish about, you know, having rules of your home be things that will make your life and the management of your home easier for you. So that's not something to feel guilty about. 
And then constantly we second guess ourselves. So an answer comes out of your mouth. Your child says, can I have so-and-so over? And you say, no, because the first thought through your mind is, I have a completely crazy afternoon. And then immediately you think, oh, how selfish of me. How long has it been since Judy had a play date? How long... You know, how how difficult really would that make my life? Oh, I probably should have said. And we just start going through mental gymnastics and it's so unhelpful. If you say no, that's just the answer. And you can just leave it at that. Your kids will be absolutely fine. (laughs) No matter what it was that you said, your kids will be fine. And you can change your mind later, too. You can say yes. And then later you can say, you know what? I wasn't really thinking about the day. It's not going to work right. I'm sorry. But the answer is no now. Mm. And then. You can discipline them for being nasty in their response. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and you don't yeah. have to feel guilty about it. If they start it. whining and begging and whining and begging, that's not an appropriate response. Mm. You have to be disciplined. Right. And then you can tell them that what that actually does is it makes it more likely for you to say no next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's very true. <laughs> I think we have to remember that we, as Christians, have the Holy Spirit to guide us and you know, one of our options for recourse is to get fresh perspective by calling, you know, your husband or your sisters, um, but also just stop and pray mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Stop and pray mm-hmm. right then. I mean, it can be something like the baby won't stop fussing and I don't know what the baby needs, mm-hmm. you know, and it seems like maybe too little. This isn't deep. It's just clearly the baby needs something and I should be able to figure it out as her mother, but we just have to train ourselves to stop and pray whether it is those little things or bigger problems or the medium ones, you know, and I'm not trying to over spiritualize it that, you know, yeah. well, should Judy have a pray date? date. (laughs) Yes. She (laughs) should have a pray date. date. Should she, you know, get to play with her friend Mm -hmm. today? I don't know. I got to go pray about this, you know, but, um, it also can just be a quick prayer in your head. Like I feel like my brain is going to explode. I (laughs) Lord, please help me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that relieves some of that guilt and angst, anxious questioning of these decisions that you have to Mm -hmm. make all the time as a mom Mm -hmm. to just be praying for wisdom in responding to your kids and then not let yourself go there Mm -hmm. with all of the like, I don't know, I'm second guessing all the 20 decisions I made in the last five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Another thing that can happen with that is that we can disapprove of dads. So we feel all this guilt and then we can disapprove of dads. Um, of your, of your husband's, our husband's preferences or his um, decisions based on... Yeah, preferences. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this when it comes to just knowing our limits, right? So dad decides, you know, says no to a child. You can't do this thing. And you think, oh, well, that's not really fair. You know, or, or <laughs> yeah. he, you know he should, he's just saying that for his own convenience or for his own preference. Uh-huh. And it's, it do, it's not to say that there isn't a time as parents as spouses to to challenge each other on that and say, I really think that we could, you know, allow this thing, even though it's going to be inconvenient to us or mm-hmm. um, let this child participate in this thing, even though it's not convenient to us. So there are times for that conversation, those conversations, but um, it can be very easy as moms who are feeling guilty all the time for all of the things that we do wrong to then also disapprove of the husband. And again, that causes the husband all, all, all to snap kinds of problems. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because so recently my husband kind of snapped at one of the kids and 
it seemed like it was out of nowhere. And I had to stop and think about it in the, mo- in the, in the moment and, and really think, oh, I wonder why he was upset about that. And as I kind of teased it out in my head, I thought, oh, it's because a few minutes ago when he would have had the opportunity just to express that as a preference and tell the child, no, you can't do that because I want us to do this other thing. He did not feel free at that moment because he thought that thought or perhaps knew that I would disapprove of that preference. Hmm. Did you, do you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? yeah. In other words, he was living built. under your uh, expectations in a way that right. put so pressure then, on him. Right. So then yeah. when he felt the pressure of, of just irritation that he wasn't able to express this more just pr- at a preference level, yeah. mm-hmm. then it sort of grew until mm-hmm. it was a... A tent, yeah, like a yeah. tense mm. moment, and he sort of snapped about it. You know, was kind of grouchy, and all of us were kind of surprised and looked at him like, "Where'd that come out of nowhere?" You know. Yeah, and I yeah. said, "Well, you know what? Next time, just say that, because actually, we everyone here loves you, and we want you, <laughs> we want you to be happy." Yeah, yeah. And so it was one of those things where I had to, I had to make it clear to him. I'm okay with you having preferences. Yeah. I'm okay with you saying no earlier on instead of just feeling like th- you're trapped. I, I think it's, it's, that is an important point that a wife actually has to make work to make her husband feel yep. Give like him he's space. got Give space. Give him space. He's got to have the and space for he's it. He's going to, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess not every husband needs to know hear this, but a lot of them do, that he, they need to know that mm-hmm. they have space. Yeah, That's, I just want to emphasize the point that there's so many women who wish that their husbands were, you know, more of a leader in the home. You know, they they desire that. But what they don't realize is that they have undercut him so many times, Mm -hmm. you know, in all these little ways throughout the day. And it starts with the, you didn't know that he didn't have a nap today. That's right where it starts. Undercuts his authority and his confidence constantly and then wants to know why he doesn't step up and lead the family. Yeah, if you want to operate as a single mom, then always uh, raise one eyebrow when your husband disciplines your child. Yes, yeah. Your toddler, starting at, you know, toddler. And that's all it takes is the raised eyebrow and the kids know that mom does not approve of this. Yeah, one thing I was thinking just in terms of very practical advice is that it's always a good idea when your husband is disciplining or correcting or even just talking sternly to one of your children to not make eye contact with that child. Yep. You can just go about your business and you can, you can. Or sometimes just smile. walk out of the room. Yeah. Is actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if the child thinks that they have even an ounce of your sympathy <laughs> in that situation, yeah, they yeah. will weaponize uh, that yeah. sympathy. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Another thing that I want to talk about is the uh, the form and style of um, spanking during the day, because there are books that explain it so carefully of how you remove the oh, child the, uh, and sit down and discuss with them and tell them and remind them what they were doing wrong. Sort of an and, order of worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have to read <laughs> the liturgy. Of, the you liturgy know, of, do you know why you are going to be disciplined? Yes, yes, yes because yes. I, you know, talked back to you or I hit my sister, whatever. Anyway. And then, you know, you kind of, you you pray together and you forgive. Anyway, it's just like, oh, my word. You know, no wonder parents don't want to discipline. It's going to take 10 minutes every yeah. single time. Yeah. You know, it's like sometimes that's appropriate. And depending on the age, sometimes there are just so many words yeah. that mothers use. Just stop talking. <laughs> just spank the kid. Mm. Put him out of his misery. Put yourself out of your misery. You the know? swoop. Yeah. As, yeah. Uh, I don't remember if that came up. 
in one of the previous two episodes, Mm -hmm. but that's something we talk about frequently, um, which is most especially with anywhere saying ages is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say from nine months to about two and a half or three, the swoop is the most frequent form of corporal discipline. The most frequent form of discipline is you have told your child that they're not allowed to touch the outlet or pull out down the books or pull out something, one drawer in the kitchen that you've said, Mm -hmm. just leave this alone. Mm -hmm. Your child knows it. And then they wait until you're not around as they start to get smarter. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, sneak towards that. <laughs> and conveniently, when you see it happening, you wait until they're about to touch it. And then you swoop in on them. And you have the combination of both the pain that is inflicted and the complete shock and awe. <laughs> shock and awe. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, they literally think you have eyes in the back of your I head. I have a teenager that maybe still enough. thinks. <laughs> How do you guys always know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good idea to sneak up on your kids a lot. <laughs> when they're toddlers and, and when, when they're, they're teenagers, uh, you want them to not always know when you have a direct line of sight at what they're doing. And I make it a, I make it a practice. I mean, I'm not talking about busting in when snooping, a door is closed. Yeah, yeah I'm not, not talking about to... snooping around. I'm not talking about busting through an open door when they're changing clothes or something. But closed. if they're... What? Closed door. Closed Sorry. door, open that door. Is... Yeah, busting through an open door. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Words. Um, but, Go ahead. But no, it is a good idea to um, suddenly arrive on the scene as a mom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, if I hear something going on in the basement and I wish I could hear just a little bit better what this argument is between the kids, I will go tip-toe. down the stairs very quietly so that I can get a bit yeah. of a sense before mm-hmm. I arrive and don't have to do the whole, <laughs> yeah. who you did, know. Who did, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it. good to be able to hear what your kids are saying sometimes when they don't know that you're there. You know, if you're a mom with, with toddlers, that if things get quiet, Danger. Danger. Someone yeah. is, you know, emptying a bottle of shampoo on the floor of the bathroom. Yeah. Or eating it. Eating it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> and dealing with that one. Roll. Yeah. Uh. So if things get quiet, you know that you know that principle with a toddler that you need to quickly find them, right? Yeah. But the same principle applies as the kids get older that you just have to be paying attention. You yeah, have to be completely be engaged. Even if you're folding laundry in the laundry room, listening, having your ear out, trying to sense what the conversation is between older kids of yours, trying to figure out when your toddlers are starting to head towards fighting with one another, when you can go in and you can, you know, separate them before it gets to that point. And that's not Mm -hmm. to say that there's never a time to let kids work things out on their own. There often is, which is why you listen (laughs) before interfering Mm -hmm. but um but yeah it's it's like the job of a dad it's like the job of a pastor is to actually have a pulse know your sheep right our children are sheep and it is our responsibility responsibility to know what's going on in their lives and to know what their particular sins and temptations and just normal weaknesses are right Mm. and to make sure that we are um tailor suiting or tailor fitting our discipline and our shepherding of them to their to their particular needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think 
that point needs to be made that you're not going to treat all your kids the same. They have different personalities. Some of them are way more compliant than others. So you mm-hmm. can't just say, well, this is the way we do it in our family. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. each kid is different and you need to know them. I was thinking about something else, though, Hannah, when you were talking about praying. There are situations like, yeah, where you walk into an argument and, you know, it's clearly out of hand. You do need to step in. Okay, you know, what's going on here? Who started it? Um, yeah, quick, uh, you know, prayers. Just like, Lord, give me wisdom. I don't know what to do here. But also, just know you will make mistakes and yeah, it is okay. That's okay. You know, sometimes the wrong kid does get disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, a good rule of thumb okay. is just to spank them both. Both. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. by the time you've arrived, they're both sinning. They're yeah, both being yeah. nasty to one another. Yeah. So usually I just didn't try to sort out what was going on. And yeah. I would say, No fault I don't, divorce. Yeah. I don't, I don't like what I'm hearing <laughs> from either off. one of you. <laughs> Give you both a yeah, spanking yeah. and yeah. then it's just behind us. Yeah. And don't be nasty. Don't yeah. Be nasty, and sure. and that's that just leads to um, something that we've touched on earlier, but um, it's so important as parents not to make good the enemy of perfect or perfect the enemy of good. I can never decide which one sounds Just better. don't do it. Which one? Yeah, just don't. Just don't, don't do ever. <laughs> um, and the problem is that uh, when we think that um, that we have to do it perfectly, then we are paralyzed and will never begin right Mm -hmm. and so if we think well i have to be consistent with discipline and he did that yesterday and i didn't spank him for it then and i could spank him for it now but what if he does it later today and i'm on the phone and i won't spank him then so i better just not start you know on that particular line of training right um if you if you if you do that you are just going to be too paralyzed to ever take a step of faith and discipline your child. Mm-hmm. Hannah got a, a number of spankings she didn't deserve one day. <laughs> um, and she is not, you know, quaking in the corner of this room uh, crying as an adult because she got some spankings she didn't deserve. So, Goodness knows she deserved it some other day. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Regarding keeping a pulse, or keeping track of the, you know, uh, what's going on in your home, um, I want to say to moms that um, you need to be careful that you're not checked out listening to this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) which is just to say that there are lots of temptations. Yeah, there are lots of temptations um, that we can give into to check out whether it's television. For some moms, it'll be reading. But with the way that we have things playing at us all the time these days, um, podcasts and other programs. Audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Audiobooks. I remember. Um, soap operas. <laughs> or soap days. operas. Right. I remember <laughs> reading my grandmother's um, autobiography and she talked about getting a radio and she found herself constantly saying, quiet, quiet. I want to hear what the man is saying. <laughs> and one day it hit her why don't I tell the man to be quiet? Because here I am in my home telling my children to be quiet so I can hear this, you know, guy on the radio. Um, But I need to be here present with my kids and taking care of their needs and not telling them to be quiet all the time. And um, I am saying this because I find myself wanting to check out, listen to the podcast or the audio book and not have to, you know, be present and aware of the bickering that's happening or the toddler that needs to be corrected for being a pill. Um, or the child who needs to turn off the internet or the, you know, 
electrical device, whatever those things are. You know, they're supposed to be on a timer. <laughs> and, you know, it's gone way past that time. But because they're quiet, you just can uh, You're just it. willing to let them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's particularly a temptation right now for us because of all of the good things that we can mm-hmm. listen to. You know, yeah, I think, yeah. I think you know, Seems 30 so years beneficial. ago, I don't think any of us four would have been tempted or many of the women in our church would have been tempted by the old, you know, soap opera going on in the background. Not a huge temptation to us, but um, it feels so justifiable when it's this podcast or when it's the Bible study book that you're listening to or when it's um, a sermon that you're catching up on or or when it's really just like a, po- you know, a podcast with some really practical advice for parenting making or parenting whatever it is it's all this good material so it feels so good but when it's um drawing your way your it's taking your eye from the ball of what's happening right here and right now in your home it's not actually good so i want to ask we spent a lot of time talking uh, trying to help parents take joy in or at least to embrace their god-given responsibility to discipline and especially you know scripture says to use physical discipline this is this is what we're talking about and so we want parents to feel free <laughs> to do that and to understand that as part of, of of their work but there is such a thing as disciplining inappropriately so how can you tell the difference between appropriate godly loving physical discipline and discipline that's that's sinful there are all kinds of women that struggle with getting angry and disciplining out of their anger. Mm-hmm. I have struggled with that very much myself in the past and have led a Bible study for moms that struggle with anger. It's a very, very real thing. Mm-hmm. So what we don't want to be saying is ignore that. And Is it always wrong to discipline when you're angry? No, no, or we would never do it. Right. We never would discipline if we, the second we were angry about something, that meant that we couldn't. Well, can I just say that it's actually very important for your children to see like what you're doing and your emotions need to be kind of aligned. Mm-hmm. And that's a very Spockish mm-hmm. way to say it, but mm-hmm. it's But it's, it's true. helpful because I did know a couple once that didn't think that there could be any emotion that showed. You couldn't raise your voice at mm-hmm. all. You couldn't show any emotion because right. that was was part of this whole, you know, right. um, this whole anger abuse thing. But it's right. not true. It's not Your true. voice should get, you know, deep and intense when you want to communicate that to your children because then they learn, oh, this is something different. Mm-hmm. Um, when mommy says no, that means something very different than when she says no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Those are two very different things. If you say, Zion, come here for a minute when he's under a tree versus Zion, walk towards me. Those communicate different things. We use our voice and our, you know, our tone, our body language. These are all effective. Yeah, you use all the tools in your toolbox to teach a child to to obey. obey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then then what, what can you say to moms or dads who are tempted by anger? You know, maybe they grew up just being beaten. And right. so, I don't know. They, First of all, you have to be faithful. You have to continue to do it. But second of all, you absolutely know when you're out of control and you do have to stop then. Mm. And you have to have 
you have to confess that sin. You have to ask others for prayer. You mm-hmm. have to be confessing it to your husband or your wife regularly and asking for prayer for them. And you have to apologize to your children when you have lost it with them. You have to live the life of a mother, life of a father uh, in repentance. And you have to show them that just as as they are receiving your discipline, you are receiving God's discipline. I, I, you know, I had this conversation with Clara, my four-year-old this morning where um, she did something and I said, well, that, that was very sweet of you or she's, or something along those lines. And she said, but sometimes I'm naughty. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, but everyone is naughty sometimes. And she said, but not mama and papa. And I said, no, even mama and papa are naughty sometimes. And I said to her sometimes, and I thought it's important for me right now to give her examples Mm. for her her to understand what it means for mama and papa to be naughty. Um, So I, I said, I, started to list some of our sins. I said, it is, you know, we are naughty when, when we are um, angry for not a good reason. We are naughty when, um, when we speak unkindly to each other or sometimes to you. And we are naughty when we don't discipline you when we should have, (laughs) you know, and that's important for kids to understand (laughs) what, you know, even there, I'm taking the opportunity with my four-year-old to frame discipline as a form of love and obedience, to Mm. frame my discipline of her as love and obedience. Mm. And so, yeah, if I think that all moms struggle with discipline, I think, I mean, struggle with anger, I think all dads do. Um, and I think that it manifests differently. I think some moms maybe are tempted to have outbursts of anger. And I think maybe some moms are tempted to um, with, withdraw to or to check out yeah. or to um, withhold affection. I think there are a lot of different, hurt yeah, a, lo- a lot of different sides of, of that coin. And so we need accountability. We need to be confessing our sin to other people and have accountability. But at that point, it's also important to confess it to our children. Yeah, and that should not weaken the discipline, but no. it should um, help them to see the difference. Draw like a clear line between godly discipline and "Mama was out of line. I should not have done that." It's very helpful for parents, and this is obvious thing to say, but it was helpful to me to realize this is actually a person. <laughs> this mm-hmm. this four year old mm-hmm. actually a person that's going to be totally separate and have his own life and going to do a lot of things without even thinking about me, his dad, you know, or his mom. And so keep thinking about that. This is a separate person that I need to treat like an actual person, <laughs> even if he's only four. Uh, really, And apologizing to your kids regularly, mm-hmm. I think, is just a reality of parenting and right. one of the most helpful things you can do to them. It can feel really wrong because yeah. it feels like you're undermining like they really did disobey. That really right. was disrespectful of right. them. That really was naughty. But then if you, you know, respond in an ungodly manner, you have wronged that, as you just said, person mm-hmm. that was created in the image of God and in the same way that you ought to apologize to your husband or your friend or your, you know, you have to apologize to your children when you have wronged them. Okay, so then... We were kind of making fun earlier of the liturgy of spanking, but what what are the mechanics of spanking? If you're going to try to talk to somebody who's maybe a new mom, uh, how how are they supposed to go about it? We always said that there was 
I think we must have gotten this from a book somewhere um, that there's a direct string attached from the heart to the bottom. <laughs> and we. <laughs> Hmm. That wow. was our liturgy, liturgy with our children. Yeah, yeah. Was to say, remember how there's a string <laughs> oh, <my word. laughs> that's attached to your bottom <laughs> and then to your heart. Um, I mean, that's making light of something. But we yeah, yeah. explain to our children regularly that God made them, that God gave them to us, that spanking is the tool that God gives us to cause them to obey and that we must do it to obey God. Mm -hmm. um, and having simple little things that you say like that frequently. You, you mentioned one earlier, Michael, all the way right away with a happy heart, that sort of thing. I think that comes from Ginger Plowman's oh, okay. book, um, Heaven at Home. Um, but yes, she that also one, wrote, don't make me count to three, which is very helpful. That's what I meant. It's oh. in that one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, but a, an extremely helpful thing to teach your children because then you can ask them. They Once they have it memorized, then you ask them, mm -hmm. what is obeying? And then very quickly, they'll have memorized all the way right away and with a happy heart. And did you have a happy heart? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So were you obeying? No. Yeah. And that's so helpful for you as a parent, but also for them. They just they need the constant reminder. But we but you don't have to go through the liturgy. You do every not time. have to take them to a special place. You do yeah, not yeah. have to go through any very specific something. There are all How, kinds of However, there is a place for limiting your discipline to that very specific, especially if you are someone who struggles with anger and you want to make sure that you don't fall into abuse with your kids, especially mm -hmm. physical abuse, there is a place for saying, I will only discipline, you know, at least for this time. Hmm. Um, if it's up in our room or, and it's on their bottom, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not just going to reach out and whack them. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to. And so that, so that you have a clear line in your own mind of when you have crossed from discipline to, um, I had anger. to do that myself. I talked about the swoop earlier. I regularly have recommended to other moms that when their toddlers are doing things like screaming in their high chair or yeah. spitting their food out at you, hmm. that you flick them on the face. It's an it's a very immediate. close and very immediate to where the naughtiness is mm -hmm. coming from, mm -hmm. and it gets through to them. But there came a time There's a very short string from the mouth <laughs> to the mouth. It's, yes, yes, very short. <laughs> um, but there came a time when I was struggling with one of my kids so much that I had to not allow myself to flick on the face because as he got older and my struggle with anger with him increased, mm. that that was something I had to eliminate from mm. my toolbox. So and the point is, what? don't get all rigid about it. Yeah. Right? Don't yeah. get all rigid about yeah. it. You have a job to do, and it's a good job to do. And you need to do it, but don't get all super rigid. But okay, keep well, going. And don't make it a, a big play acting. Um, okay, so farce. that that is a totally essential foundational mm -hmm. thing. It cannot be symbolic. Mm -hmm. Can't be symbolic. The, it has it to hurt. is supposed to hurt. Well, but and even the hurting thing, um, it can hurt some and not hurt enough for that kid. 
there's there's this thing that I've I've watched happen some in my own home and a lot in other people's homes where a kid knows what's expected of them after they are disciplined, especially in a mm. Christian home. So they may not do the whole go rigid and refuse to be to be soft in any way. Oh, but they might. But they might. They might, right. <laughs> but sometimes you'll have a kid who just knows exactly what's expected yeah, of them yeah. in a discipline session, and they immediately go limp, and they cry, <laughs> and they, they act, oh, so very sorry. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you eventually come to realize, oh, he's not sorry. Yeah. He just knows that that's what's expected him at this point in the morality play mm -hmm. that we're both acting out, you know? Yeah. So you have to know your kids. You have to know when a different type or a, or a harder kind of discipline is necessary because you're not getting through to their heart. They just know the play too well. Mm. One thing I should say, I've talked about the swoop, but even if you swoop in and the child is two or three, sometimes it's incredibly obvious what you've spanked them for, but that can really be assumed. And so mm. holding their face between your hands after you've spanked them, after you've swooped in and saying to them, not turning into some long conversation, but saying, mommy spanked you because you were screaming at your sister and you may never do that. Mm. And then that's it. It can be all kinds of things. Mommy flicked you on the mouth because you stuck your tongue out at me and you may never, ever do that. Mm. But you just always define for them. Make it clear. Just in case yeah. they're not completely sure. Sometimes we really can't assume things mm -hmm. and it's not as clear to them as we think that it is. Mm. And usually that, sh that description of what they're getting spanked for should take place before they get spanked. Of course, there is such a thing as the swoop and there's certainly a place for that. But a lot of times you want to say exactly what they're getting spanked for before they get spanked. And then the goal, you know, so you're, there are, I think once you've laid the groundwork of discipline, then there's sort of this, the understanding is you state what the discipline, what they're getting disciplined for, you spank them, and then there's restoration that takes place afterwards. So that's the most simple explanation of what discipline should look like. And then once you've got that laid down really well, you got a lot of freedom there. I would say you always do need restoration afterwards mm, um, because it's my yeah. temptation as a mom, especially when I struggle with resentment for the inconvenience of discipline right. to um, spank and then want still to hold that child, be, still be irritated or yeah. keep the child at arm's length emotionally because yeah. they've crossed me or because they've you know made life difficult. And that's, that's sin. That's wrong on mm -hmm. my part when I do that. And that's something that I have to repent of. And I have to have a formula in place of what discipline is supposed to look like so that I won't fall into that, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. To get to the nitty gritty, you keep the underwear on. You often use, if you have a diaper, you're, you're smacking their leg. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you do not spank on the diaper. Yeah, yeah. A spoon is helpful, a wooden spoon or something. You can use your hand as well, but there are times when uh, a spoon is actually better because you're going to hurt your hand <laughs> given the amount that you <laughs> need to Sometimes that's a feature. Force, force. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that's, that's what true. Tim, Tim always banked with his hand and said so that he, he did would it know. intentionally. Right. Yeah. That, so that was the same know. with me. And if you struggle with anger, having mm. any other tool that you use, especially a wooden spoon, can be bad. Bad. So all of this, we're, so we've talked about physical discipline. We talked about this topic that is actually kind of uncomfortable and makes us feel uncomfortable. It's not necessarily fun. But the whole goal, 
like we've said already, is to have kids that are delightful and that we delight in, right? Yeah. This is the goal. It's very helpful to me to to remember this is a separate person and they're going to be have an, their own personality, their own life, and whether they want a relationship with me in the future has a lot to do with how I treat them now. And that doesn't mean don't discipline. That's the, that's the weird lie that we always mm -hmm. give ourselves to, that we can't discipline. But actually, if we discipline lovingly, they, they will want a relationship with us and it'll pay off immensely in the future and other people will want to know them too <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. one thing that goes along with this delighting in your children mm. is that sometimes that comes easily with a child and sometimes that doesn't come as easily especially during maybe one stage where a child you know things are not going well. My husband and I, at some point when we were dealing with that, started praying every night together that God mm -hmm. would turn our hearts toward this child and turn his heart towards us. Mm -hmm. And it, God just answered that mm -hmm. so clearly and quickly. And so praying very specific things, mm -hmm. um, especially that when you're struggling with delighting in a child and when you're going through a, a time of maybe a lot of discipline or mm. what have you just pray that god would turn your hearts toward your child mm. and turn turn your child's hearts heart towards you and then just remember that delighting in your children it's not only that we are aiming to have our children be a joy to be around but we should delight in our children in the same way that god delights in mm. us yeah our children are given to us as a blessing and they ought to be a blessing to us. So part of your discipline ought to be to continue that, but you should delight in your children. And for the, from the time, you know, they're babies and they're little, they should just know that they are absolutely beloved by yeah. you. Yeah. And that should be clear. Yeah. In so many ways and in so many things that you do. And I think that that is the flip side. You know, we've spent a lot of time talking about discipline and corporal, you know, punishments and these things. But it really is easy to fall into thinking that we are just trying to control our children and that they reflect their ref reflection of us to other people. It's yeah. the worst possible way you can think about parenting. Well, and, and to get in yourself in the mindset that, you know, I'm looking forward to when it's 18 and this child's 18 and can, can leave because, you know, I'm going to do my duty and and then he's out of here or whatever. I and did that, my time. Yeah. That just leads, I mean. That's toxic. Yeah, just it's a lot of terrible. times what you can see in parents who aren't really disciplining is mm. that they're just trying to be their kid's friend. Yeah. It's just like so wrong on so many levels. But yeah, we discipline them properly as they're growing up. And then they can be your friend. Mm -hmm. And your brother, like you said, our children are people. Mm -hmm. And you have to look at your son knowing that someday he's going to be your brother, you mm -hmm. know, by God's grace mm -hmm. in the family yeah. of God. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it that way, then it's just a good guard against all sorts of unhealthy ways of thinking about parenthood. You right. Know? You take things for granted. You treat your kids. You can treat them just terribly. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ways that you would never treat anybody else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I think too. One of the ways to help kids, uh, the, help their hearts be towards you as a as a mom and as a dad, and have your hearts be towards them, is to actually begin by delighting in your spouse. When 
kids see parents uh, just delighting in one another's oh. company, then they uh. know what. I'm amazed that we haven't talked about this. I know, this. that's what yeah. I'm thinking too. How do we need this? another so hour and a half? Crazy. But if, it's so crazy. It's so important. But if we don't delight in one another's company, yeah. then they don't have any There's idea what it is they're, no hope. they're longing for. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that? Mm-hmm. Well, Yikes. don't say it because some people are in hopeless marriages yeah. or are doing it, doing the job single handedly because they're a single mom or a single dad. So it's not hopeless, well, but okay, it is so fundamental. It's yeah. so foundational is to delight in one another as husband and wife so that your children know what they're longing for mm-hmm. so that they can identify that's what I want because otherwise all they know is they need your attention and they're going to go about looking for it in all the wrong ways. Mm. Hannah, you got the last word. <laughs> Sum it all up for us, Hannah. <laughs> I just tease it. You so that's what we said. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't raise your flag at all. <laughs> hey, I said some things. <laughs> you did say something. You just didn't raise the flag. And any last thoughts, anybody? <laughs> Well, I'll just say when I'm not going to try to sum this up. No, no, of course. But um, <laughs> but adding on to thinking about delighting in our kids, when I have had a child who is taking extra discipline and then I find myself wanting to resent them, it's really helpful to just think about ways that I can spend time with them and enjoy them. Mm. At the same time, you know, yeah. or not at the same time, not when they're being disciplined. Right, exactly. Yeah. Personally, I really enjoy reading with my kids. I have friends mm-hmm. that that would be like cruel and unusual punishment, their least favorite thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. But whatever it is for you, when a kid is taking extra discipline, when it's a child that you have an extra hard time um, connecting with or delighting in, have like a go-to strategy that you can use to get some face time in with them that's positive and allows you to to delight in them and just spend some time with them enjoying them and mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company remind you yourself yeah you, you actually like this child yeah you love this child that's good i do regret using the word hopeless near the end of this episode god is on his throne and he is the god of all hope But you should realize that when we talk about delighting in our children or delighting in our spouse, we're talking about loving our children and loving our spouse. And how will your children learn to love if you despise your husband? How will your children learn to love if you despise your wife? As Pastor Bailey has said many times, children grow best in the black soil of the love between a husband and his wife. So love one another. Before we're done, I'd like to give you a heads up about where this podcast is going next. This past Monday, a draft opinion of the Supreme Court was leaked to the public. The opinion indicates that Roe v. Wade may very well be overturned in the next few months. I'm still holding my breath, but I'm hopeful. In the meantime, Pastor Tim and a group of men from Evangel Presbytery have been working very hard on a document about abortion that they hope will be released in time for a Presbytery meeting in June. So in the coming days, our next few episodes will return to topics of abortion and our culture wars more generally. I hope you'll join us. My name is Lucas Weeks, and the conversation today was with Mary Lee Bailey, Heather Ummel, Michael Crum, and Hannah Weeks. For more great content, please visit warhornmedia.com. To support this podcast, you can donate at patreon.com slash outofourminds. Bye for now.
What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I'm in charge here. <laughs> oh, so by dad you mean you? Because that was the question. Did he I mean see. dad or did he yeah, mean yeah. dad? Yeah, me, me. Jeez. <laughs> Which dad? You know, are you sorry, I'm really I helpful. Can't believe it! I forgot. I told Hannah I was going to bring wine coolers, uh, and I forgot completely. Set him just water. Know, Look at this. They were all going to be for Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> You could have used one too. Ahead of time. <laughs> yes, yes. And then have them all lined up. <laughs> okay. Well, forget that. Um, no, just 